0: why doesn't Santa Claus have children of his own? Mm Hmm. Ah, he only comes once a year and it's down a chimney. (laughs) (laughs) Lucky chimney. (laughs) That big meat spot. You could have gone because he knows children. (laughs) judges would have accepted that. Okay, what is the difference between Tiger Woods and Santa Claus?
1: We all know that Santa's... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know.
0: Santa stopped at three hoes. Ho, ho, hey Hello, everybody. This is Jacques. I'm Joe. And welcome to uh, Carnival Personnel Podcast. This um, is
1: probably our Christmas episode.
0: It, it may be, but hopefully not. Um, hopefully not. I, I'm hopeful. Next weekend is kind of a cluster. Um, I'm going to start the podcast, Joe, by saying it is very awesome when – we say something on the podcast, it gets corrected by a listener, <laughs> Biff, or something like that. However, I was um, at a function, a town function, like, you know, in Wilmington last weekend, saw an old friend of the family who I hadn't seen in 20 years and then saw at my sister's Christmas party – I'm sorry, my, Christ- my sister's birthday party a year ago, June. Great guy. Literally grew up, you know, in that Carter Lane Sullivan, you know, little crew that you know we have. He, he you know, he was uh, back then. So I've I've literally known him since childhood, but I haven't, you know, seen him. Uh, I run into him with this. He starts asking about the podcast. He like actually listens, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, the look that Joe has right now. I wish we were vlogging this of sheer deer in the headlights and, oh, fuck. Uh, and it was it was really interesting, you know. He uh, pulled out the phone. He was, like, like, scrolling over. He was like, yeah, and he listens to Bill Burr. Like a lot of the other podcasts that we listen to and stuff like that. Um now there's pressure to not completely suck all the time cuz even it's not just people at Apple stores me my children downloading this show uh some people and it is it's always it's always really nice so so our, our you know so now a friend of the podcast you know our friend uh uh Mr. Cheney is a uh, is a listener so that's great
1: that is great he actually fills in the hole of the five other listeners that dropped <laughs> off about six months ago to a year ago. So you got a lot of uh, weight on your shoulders, Mr. Cheney.
0: Uh, so, Is so it Cheney.
1: Am yeah. I saying yeah. It right? right? Yeah.
0: So you want, we get, he uh, was I didn't want to home call him, address and social. I didn't us. want to call him
1: Cheney by accident.
0: No, no, no. He's, he's a really great guy. Not a complete festering douchebag war criminal. Um, uh, Joe, you know, we got to do a couple sideshows. side shows. Maybe we do one today. Maybe we do one in the middle of the week. Um, this Star Wars week, this, I mean, lost, again, lost in the shuffle between the late Thanksgiving, some snowstorms, and Christmas. Uh, and Hanukkah. This this week in Kwanzaa. Well, I think Kwanzaa makes me crazy. Um, but you won't be there on Friday, sadly. But yeah, Rise of Skywalker, the ninth chapter, the final chapter of of this saga, drops on Friday. You
1: know, you think they would tell people.
0: you right. Why are they keeping this a secret?
1: (laughs) You know? So, um, I like their, I, as much as I don't like Star Wars memes about stuff that just came out, which we'll get Get into into later. I do like Star Wars memes about stuff that's upcoming that we've been promoted to, to death. I like, uh, I saw one that says the opening crawl of Rise of Skywalker is BB-8 is gay. Enjoy. (laughs) 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 Like BB-8 is now gay.
0: Um, no, it's funny. My fair, my favorite thing along those lines this week, and I only see it because I follow, like you know, Mark Hamill. Uh, somebody was referring, you know, pointing out what a bandwagon Star Wars fan he is because he never saw Star Wars until Chapter Four, <laughs> A New Hope, and it's like, and he wrote back, it's like guilty, you know. It's um, so I am c- crazy excited about it. Um as we talk, sadly, Joe won't be able to come with me. But uh, I'm,
1: Even though we've tried many, many times. I mean, so you, you know, just there's a the the timing. timing thing,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's, I'm really excited. My sister is – my, you know, I ended up having two tickets that aren't being used by uh, a fellow podcasting host. So uh, I, I call my sister, and it's great because – you know, uh, our friend Mike, who's been on the show, another Mike who lived next door to him. The three of us lived for Star Wars and all saw it together, the first one. So it's nice that, you know, some 43 years later, we're all going to get to see it, you know, together.
1: And that's the way it should be. I don't want to be the fifth wheel of that uh, That uh, quartet be, be, of
0: love. Be, be the ninth and tenth wheel because okay. I bought ten <laughs> tickets. <laughs> all right.
1: Okay. I, I can see your point. But, uh, you know, hopefully they'll, it'll stick around for a week or two. Give me a chance,
0: um, and I only put it on the rundown because I don't want to forget. I do want to do a Star Wars. I do want to do a Rosemary Rosemary Clooney sideshow sooner than later. And Ooh. I I bring that up because I was at the gym the other day. Who's Jim? And um, uh, and one of her song, you know, came up on my, you know, I, I, keep, I keep saying i i buy, you know, so it's so on my phone, the shuffle. And it was, like, a salsa song that she had, like, a hit with, like, in the early 60s. Papa loves Mambo. No, wait, it's I, Mambo. I really – it was called um, – uh, was it swing? Maybe it was swing. Mm. I think it was Sway. I think it was called Sway. Anyways, the point is it started me going down the, um, the rabbit hole of, oh, you know, she – and, and I think about this. You know, she might have she been the J-Lo from, like, late 40s to, like, the the mid-late 60s. Like, a, a lot of people know her from, you know, you know a couple of... But it's amazing, like, the body of work that I, you know... Granted, before my time, well before your time. But, I mean, literally, I think she's one of those people that kind of gets a little lost to history. Um, lost in the shuffle of that. Uh, but what, what, what a career. And, like, between, like, the singing and the acting and stuff like that, she was. She was... The J Lo of that era,
1: and then she went through. You know, she had some hardships. You know, right. she uh, battled like weight loss, and uh, she had like a pain, uh, like a, like a weight. Pill addiction kind of thing, similar to Judy Garland, but it didn't go that far skew. Like she didn't. I don't know if the drink, if she had a drinking problem at all. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Did, did, and did, and I, I'm did, seriously. Did anybody did not anybody
0: have, <laughs> any, not have a drinking any
1: problem? Any entertainer between the uh, years 1900 and 2019 not have a drinking?
0: Uh huh. George Clooney nephew. I know. Yeah. yeah. You know,
1: so. But, uh, you know, she's also – most people know her as one of the two women in uh, White Christmas, the great uh, Christmas movie that I didn't really get into until I met my wife. Oh. Yeah, it's one of those things where she grew up in a, a little bit of a whiter community than I did or, you know, she was drawn to musical theater and, like, old-fashioned musicals, and I wasn't. I but
0: The Portuguese community in Somerville wasn't – a bastion
1: of musical theater? No, it was all bullfighting, actually. <laughs> Non-stop bullfighting. And I'm not kidding. <laughs> no, I, 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 I believe
0: you. Um, but, but
1: uh, yeah. I, I, so, a Rosemary Clooney sideshow, you know? Um, yeah. Because because this, this anybody... That's
0: a finger on the pulse.
1: <laughs> I was going to try to find some sort of f- turn of phrase that included the word finger on the pulse. <laughs> But they, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, if anybody has a finger on the pulse of what's hot nowadays, it's you and
0: me. <laughs> so, um, you know, it, you know, we, we often start with some sad news. A couple passings this week, mm. uh, a couple big ones. Um, you know, in the entertainment world, is, is there anybody who doesn't know of Carol's, you know, work as as probably the premier puppeteer of all time.
1: You mean Carol Spinney.
0: spinney, yeah. I mean
1: as the yeah, he was Big Bird and Oscar the Grouch. But
0: it, you know, and and then just seeing all these bios. I mean there's other stuff that he had done that we didn't know but he did that we you know that he was part of and stuff like that. Um you know it's funny he worked in Vegas in the fifties for three years at a puppeteer show. And I'm thinking that's because you, you, you think of him like you know late late 60s, early 70s doing Big Bird. It was probably a different uh, vibe than Vegas (laughs) in, like, 56, 57. Well, I mean, you know,
1: let's not forget the Muppets actually kind of were subversive in their early stages in the late 50s and early 60s when they were on Ed Sullivan and all that stuff. So it's not that far of a stretch. But, yeah, you don't really equate puppetry with Vegas, at least not nowadays. But yeah, so there's one. Um who else was on the um the Pete Frates? Pete Frates? I'm not that doesn't ring a bell.
0: Uh well when I t- again, he's somebody that no one listens to the podcast who doesn't know what he's contributed to the world. And most people know him from the ice bucket challenge.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Um you know, just in Boston, he's, he's big in Boston. Um, he's always at sporting events. His brother and family are always at Red Sox and Patriot and Bruins events and stuff like that. They, they, all the sports teams here have embraced his cause over, it's been about a 20 year run, a 15 year run, you know, I, I think, um, and you know, he just, you know, it's ALS that he, um, he had come down with, uh, I think, while he was at BC and a uh, BC football player. Mm-hmm. And literally, it's one of those things where the kid got a really raw deal, but spent what life he had, you know, raising awareness and helping others in a very, very positive way. Uh, the I don't know the exact number of millions that he's raised over the years. Um, mostly for uh, most of the money from his charities went to uh, helping families um, with home care for, for you know for loved ones with this and stuff like that. And you know Boston is of course like the epicenter for a lot of medical things and people traveling here for you know treatments and and all those kind of things that his. Uh, his charity was a huge part of – and the biggest thing was he was the creator of the Ice Bucket Challenge that went more than globally. And I'm, I'm guessing 95 percent of people who participated in the Ice Bucket Challenge didn't know its origins and where it started from. And other charities you know, jumped on and used that for fundraising and good for them. But it, it was Pete Frates who started that whole thing.
1: Yeah, and um, I mean there's a lot of people that are dying – at least in the past week, but we uh, the, the the lead singer of, the, of uh, Roxette died recently. What's her name? Marie Wilkins. Uh, God, I'm blanking on her name. Uh, oh, Marie Fredrickson. Yeah, she died. Um, who was... There was somebody else that was like a Gilbert Gottfried podcast guest.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Italian character actor. Oh, well,
1: Danny Aiello died. Aiello, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Who, who,
0: you know... Um, the, you know i remember him from do you know my, do, the my, right thing. do the right things yeah. the pizza hut and, and spike lee's best film hands down you yeah. know
1: sorry malcolm x <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, i didn't like it as much but yeah. uh but anyways
1: yeah all right so a lot of people dying we don't need to run people, the no, list
0: no we don't but we do need to get into uh the war on christmas and my <laughs> war on christmas i'm guilty of not knowing the Wee herman had a special how how did i not know this oh, right.
1: Yeah, well, I, it, what was it like? Nineteen eighty-nine, or was it nineteen ninety? Something like that. I didn't really know about it until my adulthood. You know, I wasn't uh, I wasn't as hip as I as I am now about things you know, right? <laughs> about things from that era. But yeah it, i i did I did stumble upon it, or I was introduced to it in the last like. Five or ten years, and it's on YouTube. Not YouTube, uh, Netflix. I think. Right. I think. And it's it, it's great. It has, um, it has uh, is a Frankie Avalon and uh, well, Net, an all Net, Yeah, Netful and Cello and um, Grace Jones. Um, who else am I? I mean, yeah, it's it, it's, it's a who's who of like sixties and seventies uh, row. Yes, <laughs> but it is. It's like a half. Is it maybe just a half an hour? Maybe it's an hour. But it is. It's it's great. It's a, it's a, it's good, kitschy fun. Yeah.
0: I, I you know, I, I was kind of hoping that you hadn't seen it. We could experience that magic together before we start recording. Cause now that I'm reading the rundown, I remember why it was that I wish I had married you instead of management. The other day uh, she started like, you know, decorating the tree or getting the stuff out. And she's like, we should do a, themed Christmas tree. There's no rhyme or reason. There was no thought that went into the next words that came out of my mouth, but I uttered, "Let's do a Barney Miller themed Christmas tree." <laughs> like, I think I would divorce you. <laughs> you know? No, but she's like, "What?" <laughs> right. I'm like, you know, yeah, we could we could like you know cut out pictures and put them on ornaments of like you know Wojciechowicz, <laughs> and and she's like, "What?" Like you Wojciechowicz, know, you know the Polish, you know the detective, the young guy, and the crew. And then I'm like, oh, and then so I started binge watching Barney Miller episodes and it's funny.
1: I've only seen one episode, baby. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: So I play it. Oh, there's a couple. There's a couple in the episode that I just happened to go. Whoa, it's just like hooked up with a girl, um, gave him pop brownies that he thought were regular brownies and brought him to the office. I think that's
1: one of the classic.
0: It is. It's great. It's a great episode. Abe for go so this is 77 78 I kid you not Abe for go to look 90 yeah. like like how he survived like and then I went back and I like you know I, I decided to because you know you have time love 30 at night you know this is what you know grown mature adults do <laughs> I went back Was like playing a couple scenes from The Godfather. I'm like, oh my god, he was ninety in The Godfather. It's like he came. He was like uh, Benjamin Button, but never regressed.
1: It's like if he were alive today, he could do a remake of The Godfather, and they wouldn't have to de-age him like they did with The Irishman. It would just be he walked the same, he looked the same, he was frozen in time since 1964.
0: But seriously, when my wife was like, we should do a theme Christmas tree, of all the things I could have shouted out, I'm like, let's do a Bonnie Miller theme Christmas tree. And then what really made it worse is after I had said it, I really wanted to do a Bonnie Miller Christmas tree. Just
1: get a small tree. I'm
0: going to have to. Yeah, you
1: really do. I and mean, you know? time's running out. As we're recording, we only have 10 days until Christmas.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I muttered to myself, Gee. Joe would understand. <laughs> uh, I'd
1: understand. I just couldn't. I couldn't participate. You
0: know, I'm not saying I'm going to, but yeah.
1: I, I, I think I'm going
0: to. Um, <laughs> so, The Mandalorian has truly. I mean, it's Star Wars week. Rise of Star Wars comes out, you know, in just a few days. Could not be more jacked up about it. Uh, but The Mandalorian is six weeks in of six weeks of just truly the. The whole Baby Yoda thing, and we've talked about it a couple times now, management just before Joe came over was like showing me some Facebook page. And she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe how many people are getting Baby Yoda tattoos already. It's like, well, that's – that's that's this could cycle out soon. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, be- I know.
1: This could be the gizmo. Although g- gizmo 30 years later is still right. holds up but could this be the not the mama bear and like Do, dinosaur does it does it
0: does, does it get smell really <laughs> what, um, quick question <laughs> no but but seriously it's the mandalorian and joe and i were talking about it and, and i made a stop talking about it, so we could talk about it now it is unacceptable that people within in, in real time or within hours of The Mandalorian, and it comes out at 1 a.m. on Friday mornings? I or, think it
1: comes, like yeah, like 1 or, or midnight Eastern or something like that.
0: The people cannot not post everywhere about it, and, and making it hard for you not to be able to not see things. Um, and, and I know, it's like the Russo brothers... Did the Russo brothers give a month or like a two-week moratorium on spoilers?
1: I think it was about a month, but that was for... Rooster Brothers now. On. the Endgame. Endgame. Oh Endgame. yeah, yeah. That Infinity was War, Endgame. that was a big movie. And that was what right. well, was one movie. It was in theaters. People have to leave their house and buy tickets. So so
0: I get a month, but with a TV show, is it asking too much if a show drops in the middle of the night on Friday that people who have to you know, the sad fucks who have to get up and go to work and have significant others and feed their children and take you know can maybe get a 24 hour window of you not posting fucking spoilers i'm yeah, so pissed we
1: re- we have to reeducate humanity about etiquette Right. And, and how to behave online? Because yeah, it's 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 dickish, you know. It's it, not just you're not just telling five of your friends or right. whatever. It, it gets right. passed on. You, around. you, you
0: want, text your five friends yeah. and let them know I'm cooler than you and hipper than you. That I saw this little nugget of a, 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 a you know a, a cameo on something. Three hours before you, so I'm a better person than you. go ahead and text your friends that, but don't put it out to the world that you can't just scroll through Twitter or Facebook without you know having to stumble and, and for me, I think most of the people I follow and I like you know don't do that. I was upset because it was somebody I like We forwarded something I'm like, really I mean it's like dude. It not not, it not okay, and then somebody was like, "Well, let's stay off social media." And like you said, you, what was your analogy about? Oh,
1: so you're driving 150 miles an hour, so I should stay off the highway, <laughs> right?
0: Um, it's a great way to put it, but I, I was, I was like, just blown away. So we can, you know, by the time this post, um, you know, the last episode that posted last week, you know, we don't have to spoil it, but we we. Joe and I, I think one of the favorite things for both of us is these unexpected cameos.
1: I know. And it's, it's um, yeah, like, I mean, we can talk about, like, the first couple of episodes. But, you know, you see, like, you know, like Brian Posehn, not a, not a, a name name, but a guy who, if you watch enough comedies in the, in the 90s, 2000s, whatever, you go, oh, that guy. Oh, yeah, he's awesome. He's funny. And then, like, he's, like, the cab driver in the first episode. And then, like, you discover, like, oh, the blue guy at the first episode was Horatio Sands from Saturday Night Live. And then as you see the weeks go on, you go, oh, wow, that, you know, like, this person or, oh, that's the, like, some MMA fighter woman. She's in the episode four. Um, was she
0: the other bounty hunter?
1: Yeah. The was, one who saves Baby Yoda, basically? Right. The one in the village. I didn't know who she was. She was great. Yeah. Can we talk about... Amy Sedaris,
0: yeah, yeah, because that's now that's episode two weeks five, old, yeah. right,
1: right. I mean, Amy Sedaris. I like the memes going around that she was a cross between Ripley and uh, Richard Simmons <laughs> oh. <laughs> with the hair. Uh, but uh, you know, but,
0: but it's you know, and it's true. It's it's you, did did didn't you say it's kind of like you know the the old seventy cop shows where it's like oh you know Dick special Cade, guest star <laughs> right oh what Conrad Bain is on this episode of Canon. It's uh, it, it is. It's fun. It's and and I think it is. I think it's John Favreau who like like Brian Prussein, If you know anything about him, you know he's a big geek. He's a big comic book. Bu- he's big. First of all, what right. is he like? Six twelve. Yeah. Um, lives for comic books and sci fi stuff. I'm waiting. There's no way. There's no way Patton Oswald doesn't show up. There's physically no way that Pat Oswald doesn't get you know get some kind of. I don't know. Maybe if they get picked up for a season two. But there's all kinds of. You know, this past week there was a pretty big cameo. You know, for, for somebody that we both like.
1: And by the way, that person. I didn't know I wanted an action figure of that person, but yeah, I do. I do. And he, and he pulls it off, and he's great. really great. He's it, probably one of the best new characters introduced onto the show. I think. Like I just like his cadence and the way
0: he. He responds to the to the world. Uh, at, we like the guy, yeah, and he's a dick, yeah. And uh, and what kind of role does he play in this? He plays
1: a, a, a kind of a dick. Okay, right, right, right. <laughs> and it's perfect. He's, he, I mean, he, he is a mercenary in this
0: episode. Sorry, that's a little that's a spoileries I'm going to get, but that's uh, yeah. It's so, but it's, it's fun. So good. It's yeah. so much fun. And like I said, as I, I, I'm surprised that that was a secret because that wasn't a you know. And what ruined it for me is somebody pointed out. And I'm going to say it was an on-screen five-second cameo from somebody. I'm like, oh, I wish I had that same, oh, my gosh, reaction that you got to have when you saw it at two-in-the-morning douchebag who had to post it, you know?
1: Yeah. And then, by the way, speaking of spoiling things, so the I was watching an episode of Conan. Now he's in, like, the half-hour format, so every episode is just one guest where they sit down on the couch, him and Andy. And uh, the this guest comes out. And I go, oh, that's the guy from that show that I really like. Um, and he's on. I'm like, I haven't seen him in a bit. I know he's doing something else, but what, what else is he promoting? Turns out he's going to be on The Mandalorian. And they show a still from him and The Mandalorian on an episode that is yet to air. And it's like they're all kind of okay, and they're like, eh, it's not really spoilerish. But it's like, no, it. it I guess if you're going to go out and promote The First of all, does the
0: Mandalorian really no, need promotion? He's promoting himself being on it. The man, right? And, and here's the, here's the twisted irony. As we've talked about, Disney is missing out on untold tens of millions of dollars by not pre-getting Baby Yodas on every shelf in every store on every corner of the globe because Jon Favreau didn't want it to be a spoiler, and there's no way. You could have, you know, it would have leaked out from the manufacturer that these are ready to ship even if they didn't ship before. So they respect that aspect of it. On the other hand, it's like, yeah, there's got to be a shut the fuck up kind of thing.
1: And by the way, just no, no details, but uh, the, the sixth episode, Chapter Six, my favorite episode so far, I think. I thought it was great. Yeah. I, I just, I, the, the
0: pacing, the, the whole, the mission. Um, yeah, we'll talk more about that after but yeah um, and there was somebody who in management was very impressed because I don't know people <laughs> you know it's like like she 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 knows every bit character in the background on every show like it, it, it and I won't give examples but I'm talking it's incredible like I will give one quick story and I, I know I've done this before you know it was a few years ago for absolutely no reason, I decide I'm going to watch Superman 2. <laughs> you know, you know literally all the new movies out there and all the streaming things and, you know, we're in guitar. And I'm like, yeah, I want to watch Superman 2. I-, I was watching Ghostbusters like two nights ago. So, no <laughs> and, shame. And the opening scene is at the Eiffel Tower. And there's a small terrorist group that are going to be blowing up, you know, the, um, the elevator at the Eiffel Tower. People are going to go crashing to their deaths. And she stops the movie with the road. And she goes, Oh my God, that's so and so, that's Harry Potter's abusive uncle. I'm like, What? This like between the first installment of Harry Potter and this movie, it's like a 30-year window. And he's such a small actor. You go to IMDB and he's like French terrorist number two. There's not even a name character. The guy has like one line, but she recognized him. Anyways, with Mandalorian Six, there's somebody who I'm like, "Oh, I know who that is." And she goes to look it up because she didn't recognize him. and before she found him, I'm like, "Oh, he was, and I won't say it, but it was but, but the, I mean it is. It's got to be is it this guy. Uh, Nope, Star Wars. She knew who that guy was. This guy. No, um, uh, (laughs) the guy who put the crew together. Uh, Yeah, right, right. Oh, right, right, right. Bearded guy. Yeah. So he, um, so, yeah, I think it's one of those things where people who worked with Disney on projects or friends with John Farrow or people that John Farrow knows who like, hey, I'm doing this because I didn't know this show was coming out, and you know, and they shot it all at once. It's not like it's a, you know, they shot three episodes and they're gonna. You know, it's it's all in the can and stuff like that. But he must have reached out to all these people. It's like, hey, you want to be in the Star Wars universe? Yeah. Um, so I think it's great. Uh, but please, um, if you know people who spoil stuff like that, uh, punch them in the neck. Or the dick. If or, they have or the one. the dick, right, right, right. Which they probably don't. And, and even if they don't, yeah, right, exactly. Uh, so Star Wars drops, we got that. All right, we're only on a half an hour in. Okay, real quickly. Uh Jack Black was on Conan's I Need a Conan's Looking for a Friend podcast this week. He was a guest. There's no way they haven't heard our podcast from a couple months ago because the crux of their podcast was talking about Lookwell and Heat Vision and Jack. And because
1: they are the two most popular pilots that should have gone to series or just effed up pilots ever. Like, they should not have gone. Okay. Lookwell. I would have gone six episodes, okay? Uh, yeah, Heat Vision and Jack. Maybe <laughs> maybe a, maybe a uh, made-for-TV movie.
0: Uh, yeah. And again, if Adult Swim was around then, it'd oh, be God, perfect yeah, yeah. for that. But no, I just thought it was funny. It's like listening to them talk about like that thing, I'm like, oh, they must have heard our show. And thought, oh, that's right. We were into pilots. Today. Oh, so we're actually ahead of the curve. Way of, ahead of the yeah. curve. Um, I don't know what brought this up in our podcast a while ago. And maybe you'll you remember as I say it. Remember how – and I'm serious when I'm saying this. Remember how we had a conversation that there was not a movie in the 70s that wasn't a, a smoke Smoking the Bandit, a Cannonball Run, or, or the TV show Alice? Was there ever a scene shot in any diner of any 70s movie, be it a comedy, be it a horror, be it a family flick, where – the waitress didn't get her ass slapped going from point A to point B, delivering like a, a piece of peach cobbler. Right. That's the way it was. Right. And we liked you know. <laughs> Um But uh and we ta- I forget do you remember why why that came up in conversation a few months ago when we were talking about it? Well you slapped that waitress's ass. Oh, that was it. Right. Yeah, but he had it coming. Yeah. And um speaking of so so this past week, um, where, where are you on ASLAP Gate 2019? Are you, you, you up to speed on this? Oh right, yeah. The the, the reporter who was
1: on the sideline of a uh, marathon, who
0: a Ch- family 5K charity run. Yeah, yeah. right. And it was and it
1: was, yeah. She was uh, on live TV. She's like in her 20s, and um, a bunch of people are going by her. They're all you know, kind of mugging for the camera, waving. Like, hey, I'm on TV. guy, ah, you know. Um, and she's giving her a live report and all of a sudden this guy comes up and you don't really notice him until he passes by and she just stops dead in her tracks and looks at him because she is stunned that this guy just slapped her ass while she's doing her job in and, public.
0: And the absolute no-win situation she's in, she melts down and starts yelling at the guy or, or breaks down on camera well, she's unprofessional, you know, that, you know, you're in the field and you aren't like, does she go back to the office and get chastised for, you know, so what the fuck, man? Like if she, if she breaks down, she's becomes the bad guy. And this poor woman, she just. And it was a run by, like the guy didn't like stick around, you know, it just was, like right. literally
1: the guy was in frame,
0: out of frame, boom. And, um, but seriously, you know, and we talk about this, you know, the, the, the double standards and stuff like that, like. Well, she's not professional. She was composed and she got over-emotional. So she was physically, sexually assaulted on TV. She's stunned. She stands there for about a three count and then wraps up the news story. Well, of course it goes viral um, in 2019. Uh, e- easy to figure out who it was. And I think the least surprising thing in the story – I mean the most surprising thing, time's up. The Me Too movement, live TV—you're still okay going ahead and doing something like this. Um, you know that surprises me. Fact that he's a Christian youth pastor <laughs> did did not surprise me, and a Boy Scout leader, and a boy, right? Right, which
1: goes against a lot of other things that I, you know, you kind of associate with Boy Scout leaders.
0: So he's um, he's out there like mentoring the youth of today, and. Uh, Of course, goes on the sorry, not sorry tour saying um, he was just trying to wave to the camera and it was an accident. And, of course, you know, everybody has done the Sapruder film breakdown where you can see him. He kind of in the middle of the street, like moves on over in the screen grab where he's looking down at her ass, making sure he's, you know, stay on target, stay on target.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there was no question that he was out to, to to just slap her ass and be consequence free about it, you know. And he wasn't going to be. uh, There was no way he was wearing sunglasses. How could they identify him? Oh wait, the number that's on my I see, (laughs) and then you can look that up, and then (laughs) who?
0: But then yeah, doesn't get away with it. I mean, for a few days, people, you know, and and, and, you know, snowflakes like me were posting because you know it was posted on her thing. And saying, it's like, you know, do not accept an apology and do not take the high road. He should be arrested and you should sue him for if for no other reason. If this is what the douchebag does on TV, what does he do when he thinks nobody's looking?
1: It's, and it's a, it's a bigger thing. It's about accountability for everybody who wants to. Like In, an, in a moment of, hey, I could get away with this. Right. Uh, maybe I can do this as well. And it's just holding people accountable.
0: Um, it, it took it took several days. You know, my favorite thing is like, well, the police had to do a thorough investigation. Here's the screen grab, <laughs> <laughs> and let's go in Colombo. Let's get Scooby and the whole gang and right. But
1: it's also this other thing of like trying to give the other side of the story, which is like some media outlets take on it is like. Here's his version of the story. It's like, no, there's no version. There's no, uh, there's no two versions. There's no alternative facts here. Guy slapped his at her ass. The end. And what, so, yeah, it's about whether or not she, she wants to press charges, she wants to put it behind her, or she just simply wants an apology and make him look like a, like a complete douchebag in front of millions and humiliate him the way she was humiliated, you know, on television. So, uh, I don't know.
0: And... um. But that's the thing. It's like I hope, he, I, I hope he loses all his jobs and isn't allowed. You you don't you can't apologize for this, which he already hasn't done. He he went on TV and he didn't apologize. So so even if he was apologetic, that would have been the time to do it to apologize. Now after you get arrested, I mean it it literally means nothing. But the thing is, you know, and, and again we've talked about this before. It's it's like. On the old show, to catch a predator, when the people come out you know and you know you 're on camera and and you can see you know the predator's life flash before them because it is over mm-hmm. their life as they know it is over and there was there was a couple of times I was watching it with management, and for a nanosecond, you have a little bit of sympathy for the person like oh my god his life is over that poor no not that poor fuck he was there to rape a child oh right this guy uh, maybe not the same maybe not the same but there's no way he should be in a children's supervisor mentoring position telling you know helping people grow up you know
1: yeah he fucked up and he should be punished rightly i don't think he should be you know I don't think any – I think there's redemption for a lot of people. Like this is he – he, he can be redeemed if he, if he atones, goes to the, the proper, loses job or loses position, has to start over kind of thing. Fine. Get reintroduced in, back in, in. – He
0: can be a janitor at the church he works, but I wouldn't have him be in charge of – Installing the cameras? Children. <laughs> right. <you know? laughs> so, so with that bit of awful – and we're not going to spend too much time on it, but uh, a historical week. I know, I know, every week is historical, but uh, it's been a fucking mind-numbing Disney week. We we won't digest it all because everybody heard of it, but uh, of course, the impeachment. Um, and the highlights for the impeachment is everything that you expected. You know, the Democrats would come up and say we need to impeach him. So. There's rules of law, the Constitution. It's our job, and Democrats would come up, or the Republicans come up, and literally not defend the actions, not despite the facts, just yell and scream about complete nonsense, absolute, you know, nonsense. One of the highlight takeaways is the day that they actually had the the hearing. 193 tweets from the President of the United States. Even if you just Tweet it. Hey, what's up? Send. You know, literally, you can't tell me he was doing or focused on anything else except a hundred. Could you, if I put a thousand dollars on this table and said, "Okay, Joe, you got to send out 193 tweets today," could could you do it?
1: Uh, Could it just be the numbers one through (laughs) 193?
0: Yes, but even that, could you do it? Or after like eighty five, you are like, yeah, fuck, this is not <laughs> worth it. You know,
1: yeah, it does. Um, it is sad, and and on a, you don't have this on the rundown. I don't think, but uh, the bigger the one of the other big things in awful this week in politics are the UK elections. Yep. Oh, you have those? Okay, I missed that. Sorry.
0: But uh, anyways, and it's the same thing that happened with Brexit. The numbers came in. Old, old racists in, in, in England voted for this fuck, and the kids didn't go and vote. That—that—that's what basically you know. Labor, the Labor Party had a very, a very unpopular leader inside the party who wanted to step down from being in the party. Who, I, I mean, it, it, they just ran a bad candidate, uh, but the numbers came in, and the cat, the the. The dominoes that are about to fall, because now they're going to rail through Brexit. Here's the thing. Boris Johnson is their Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. He's a racist. He's uh, Islamophobic. And that's the thing. It's like, okay, so now the prime minister, who's an open Islamophobic person who we talked about before, says women in their bias look like bank robbers. The London mayor, the mayor of the largest city, the mayor of one of the more important cities on the planet is a Muslim. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm quite sure those relationships are going to go quit. Scotland is going to leave the UK, so the UK is going to leave. The, well, the UK wants is going to leave Brexit. Yep.
1: And then the UK is going to splinter apart into basically Wales. I think it's going to be Wales and England. Yep. Northern Ireland will probably go back to Ireland, or you know they'll they'll they'll, they'll separate from the UK. Yep. Uh, so they can be part of the EU and Scotland, yeah, and in the Scottish, there are more Scottish seats now in the in right. Parliament because of the excuse me, because of the elections. And by the way, anybody who's for okay, a two party system, yeah, it's a it's a kind of a, a bit of a like you know, do you want your you know, do you want Coke or Pepsi, and that's it, fine. But the eight party system, you know, or sometimes when you see India's like two hundred party system. That's where, you know, uh, a group with 23 percent of the vote wins the election. You know, uh, a lot of the numbers that came in for conservatives were
0: in like the 40 percent range. Well, and it's the same thing in in Israel. They, they, you know, um, when somebody wins, you have to put together a coalition government and you have to get support from other parties, enough of them to have the majority, you know, to have a 50 percent majority. Um, uh, Israel is looking at having its third election in a calendar year because the previous two winners weren't popular enough to put together a coalition government to govern. But the Boris Johnson thing is ugly. Something that, that, again, Joe, if this happened any other time, and I know everybody says that, it's completely lost in the news. The IG report came out. The inspector general's report came out. Because don't forget that Bloatus from day one has wanted the investigation into him investigated, and there's no point in it. Um, the fact that the the previous um, attorney generals have you know looked into it, every every head of every head of every intelligence branch has been marched before the Senate and questioned about this at length about. The investigating. They've investigated the investigation. Well, finally, Barr got what he promised, you know, as part of getting the job from the person he pledged. He will investigate the investigation. And it's been going on for months. Since the Mueller report came out, and, and Barr was successfully able to sweep it under the rug um and take all the wind out of the sails. And, and because he went out there first and said, Oh, this completely exonerated him and I'm not going down that rope. He got the investigation investigated. The IG – you even, did you even hear about this? Because it mm-hmm. cycled out of the news within hours. No. The inspector general came in. Here's the results. Went in front of Senate and said there were some irregularities, some of the FISA warrants on Carter Page to kind of start at some of the stuff. Maybe not all the I's were dotted and the T's were crossed. But here's all the evidence that led into getting the Pfizer warrants. Here's all the evidence that led into get, excuse me, in, in, into getting the um. Oh, when you when you when you're trying to get a warrant and stuff like subpoenas, no, not subpoenas. Uh, oh, the, ah, the, um. the, it, it, it's you, you're in a court, but you but this closed off thing, and you, and you go – you go deposition. No, uh, yeah, I got it. Anyways, yeah. I, I will take – The whole point is the IG. A lifetime Republican, a, a blotus-appointed attorney – a blotus-appointed inspector general, somebody who Trump put into the position, was poised with doing this investigation, came back and said, no, this investigation was 100 percent. Legitimate. <laughs> so the thing is the investigation has a dozen people in jail. Or either a dozen people in jail or a dozen people in jail awaiting sentencing, and another twenty Russians like you know indicted and all this stuff, the investigation bared fruit it was it wasn't a witch hunt it bared fruit it, it but they want to investigate should you have investigated these people? Should poor Manafort be in jail because you shouldn't have known how much he was raping you know the public because and the i g came back and said, nope one hundred percent and of course. You know, blow it is. you know, Barr said, oh, no, you know, Barr came out and now – and I – stay with me. Sit down. Barr <laughs> wants the investigators of the investigation –
1: Investigated.
0: Thank you. Like, this is like Inception but <laughs> in hell. So now – so no matter what happens – they didn't get the result they wanted, so now they want an investigation, literally into the investigators.
1: Right. The refs blew the call, but the uh, the instant replay is questionable. So let's go to the cameraman.
0: Right, exactly. <laughs> it's. I mean, that's how far it is. It's like no matter how many times. The, the 17 heads of the bureau come out and say, Russia did this, no matter the fact that 92 to two, 98 to 2, the Senate two years ago voted to say, we're going to sanction Russia. No matter how many times somebody like Fiona Hill, the 15-year head of intelligence overseeing Russia and the Ukraine, come out and say, this Ukraine hacking the system is a you know Putin ploy. Please stop spreading this. Yeah, no, they're still going to take it. And, and like I said, any other circumstances, the fact that the IG investigated its own FBI and came out. and So I don't know what's worse. The fact that you, they got this investigation to happen. The investigation happened. These people were dragged through the mud again. They're all exonerated. And then Barr comes out and says, no, bullshit. Uh, you know, it's like and – it, and, and the best thing is it's like this isn't an Ever-Trumper. This isn't a Hillary supporter. the 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 Attorney General or the, the, the Inspector, Inspector General, General was was pointed him. So yeah, so I, I think I think the only other thing that I wanted to you know t- chat with you about for a second here, Joe. Uh, I got time. Saudi National. The shooting at the base a couple of weeks ago completely cycled out of the news. Completely has cycled out of the news. Nobody, not the MSNBC, not the CNNs. Obviously not the Fox. It's completely gone away. Uh, You know, it's a terrorist attack. And, you know, I I actually had to go and read and dig some stuff up on it. Basically six months ago he started posting that the countdown's on. And nobody thought, oh, countdown to what? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And in his manifesto, you know, put out there that, you know, America is, you know, the great Satan, and that it's, you know, its policy of supporting Israel. But I mean, It's the same terrorist ISIS type thing. That, but because it, it's because it's a Saudi national, completely went away. And what nobody is talking about mm-hmm. legally got his gun, like like he bought the gun in the United States, one hundred percent legally. I mean, yeah. a Saudi national, not a citizen. So he really shouldn't have Second Amendment rights. Yeah, somebody who's only been here for you know a short period of time, and he went and got a hunting license, which then allowed him to get you know the gun, and then you know, and then again, it's like, am I saying that you know every Saudis' web browser history should be checked and if they're on a regular basis watching mass shooting footage to kind of figure out the best way to enact the most carnage? Not Saudis, the other ones, right? Yeah. Anyways, enough of that. Uh, enough awful, just making sure I got the sounding thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there was another shooting in New Jersey that they, they don't even make the news anymore. They, they, you know, it's like, the, the, the. I'm surprised this one didn't make the news because the shooting in New Jersey at the kosher supermarket there, you know, a cop dies and it was uh, a black supremacist. Right, the black Israelites. Right, yeah. you know, and I'm like, Rich. Even that doesn't even even that doesn't make the news. It makes the news a little, you know. Doesn't that count? You know, and then it goes away. I mean, we we have now become just numb to it. No, nobody. I mean, nobody cares. No, I mean this this week is the seventh, or this today. I think it's the seventh anniversary of Sandy Hook, and you know. Anyways, Everything Merry Christmas, is everybody is going <laughs> as I have foreseen it. Uh, so, so we have to do one more because there's no way <laughs> i'm going to n- n- let you off what started it all with self indulgent theater is your um, how do you how do you how do you stay sometimes when you just go off on your rant and, you know you know mm-hmm. my asperger's like yep. uh, um, i don't it's it's it's, it's a, a autism just
1: I, I don't know what i have you know, I'm not autistic. No, no. I'm I've seen stupid. your drawings. You're <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Our, artistic. South girl. Park did an episode about that just recently, and it it was funny. It was very funny. Anyway, so wait, we want to do another self-indulgent theater of me doing It's a Wonderful Life. I, I, that's Look,
0: it, it, as we record this, we are 11 days away from, from, you know.
1: Name a scene. Any scene from It's a Wonderful Life. Let's see how I can do it. Any scene.
0: Um... You know, okay. How about uh, he got a second chance, and he's running home, and 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 the Merry Christmas. His wife is worried that you know he's the cops are about to bust in, and I'm I'm usually I'm usually crying at that point, so I'm not getting on the dialogue. How how, how about the part where I don't know, where where he's uh, walking home from the prom, wet, and she jumps into the bushes. Um, Something like this doesn't happen every day, right? Well, not Bedford Falls,
1: anyways. <laughs> no, in Bedford Falls, anyways. Uh, this is a very interesting situation. Oh, uh, George Bailey, I'm going to tell your mother. Well, she's all the way down to the end of the block. You'd have to go and get her. A uh, man doesn't find himself in a situation like this every day. Not in Bedford Falls, anyway. Uh, then, then, then I'll scream. I'll call the police. Well, they'll be on my side. (laughs) Nineteen forty-six, they would (laughs) be, right? Um, Mary, I'll make a deal with you. George, George, get in the car. What? It's an emergency. What is it? Your father's had a stroke. Mary, Mary, I've got to go. And then that's the end of the scene. That's that's one of the best. Oh,
0: you 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 left out you left out the old guy on the porch.
1: All right, right, right. Well, oh, that was right before, yeah. Right, I, I don't even know where to start. Uh, am I talking too much? Yes! Why don't you kiss her instead of talking her to death? How's that? I said, why don't you kiss her instead of talking her to death? You want me to kiss her, huh? All right, I'll kiss her. I'll, <laughs> I'll give her such a kiss it'll put hair back on your head. <laughs> Robe comes off. Into the hydrangea bushes. Into the hydrangea. Mary? Mary? Where are you? Over here,
0: in the hydrangeas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And his instinct is to just, of course, throw the rope. Right.
1: <laughs> oh, here you go. Wait a minute.
0: <laughs> what am I
1: doing? This is a very interesting situation. Yeah, good stuff. I just found out. Ah, youth is wasted on the wrong people.
0: That um, I just found out there's a, called the Lunar Theater in Lowell. It's an old theater, you know, like the old seats. It's... And they show it's kind of like art house type thing. Uh, there, and I, I sent it to Joe. They're uh, they're showing it next week. I, I, I might try to I might try to go see it on the big screen. Bad move, man! Crying in public,
1: not a good look.
0: Ah, I saw Frozen two this. Don't week. wear your
1: mascara that day. <laughs> you know, bring some my guy liner. But yeah, he, you invited me. It's like you want you in. I'm like, nah. I like
0: to openly weep in private. <laughs> Um so, um. so, 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 uh, no defunct sponsor of the week. Joe, Joe, and the marketing team has just let us down again. Yep. Sorry. I'm, I mean, I guess these guess these chips are just gonna grow on trees. <laughs> um. So, no, so none of that, none of that nonsense. So we get right into sport. And again, um, following up my my ranting about wanting to do a Rosemary Clooney sideshow, uh-huh. let's talk about Bob Euchre and the 1964 St. Louis Cardinal um, team photo that – it has recently surfaced the original team photo that in the ninth hour got pulled by the printer and by the St. Louis Cardinals because sitting in the front row I, – I don't know if you know much about Bob Euchre and his playing career. Mm. Uh, he – every other year – would uh, would pose for his baseball cart batting the wrong way <laughs> ah. <laughs> or putting on the wrong-handed glove. Like, he'd be in the field and he would put on just... Basically your hero. Just, right. I mean, he was a career, like, you know, 200 hitter. I mean, he was one of those guys who was good enough to literally last, like, 15 years in the Major League Baseball. I mean, he won the World Series with, with St. Louis. Funny enough, he has, like, the highest... Batting average against Sandy Koufax, it was it was just an anomaly, you know. You know how you know the Patriots will be fifteen and one, and they can't beat Miami Dolphins, and yeah. he like Miami Dolphins will be like two and thirteen going into the last game, and somehow they, that was Sandy Koufax with Bob euchre but Bob Eucher would always do just crazy shit. I mean, he was you know people loved him. He was the, the lovable loser. Anyways. Just before they snapped the photo, he's sitting next to the pitcher, um, Bob Gibson, who was the MV I think Bob Gibson was the MVP of that World Series that year. And of course somebody born nineteen sixty-nine should know who the MVP of the nineteen sixty-four world series was. They hold hands. Oh. They literally like Bob Euchre, I guess the story is Leonard Bob said, Let's hold hands. And I don't know if Bob was just joking with but but you know, but like Let's do it. <laughs> and, he's like, and so they're just sitting there grinning, holding hand. But everybody's in tight quarters, and so like the printer literally caught it at like the last second and called the team, and they of course had to take another team photo. That original had surfaced, and it's like it's it's being auctioned off, or was just wow. auctioned off for like eleven thousand pre photoshopped. Like, like they would have
1: so photoshopped
0: that. right. Right, you know, and honestly, is it because is it they were dudes? Cause yes. They, or because, you, know, you know, interracial? Like, okay, you guys can be gay, but don't be weird and like a color valley. Multiple
1: levels. you just, yeah, you've unearthed a, yeah, a Pandora's box, if you will.
0: It's worth reading into. I mean, one, you know, when I, when I started to learn to read, uh, I was 15, uh, one of the first books I started with was Catcher in the Rye. The Bob Euchre story. Right. Where <laughs> I was spelled differently. <laughs> you know? And, it was, and it's great. It, it really was a, 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 a you know, it's, it stuck with me all this year. But yeah. And you had a Bob Euchre story this week.
1: Wh- what? <laughs> I didn't have a Bob Euchre story, but I, for some reason it came into my mind that <clears throat> some of the best stories about yeah. Bob Euchre are told by Artie Lang from The Howard Stern Show and, you know, comedian and all that stuff. But he would go. On, or maybe it wasn't um, – it might not have been Artie Lang. It could have been – oh, you know what? It was Norm McDonald because they're all in the kind of – Norm and Artie Lang were kind of pals. and But Norm McDonald was also close friends with Bob Euchre. And Norm would go on Letterman and tell these stories because Bob Euchre can't say a sentence in private without swearing, without saying fuck or shit or something like that. And it was amazing. I think Artie did tell this story once about how he was invited up to – the, um, the booth by Bob Uecker because he was a guest with Norm. And he's like, oh, yeah, come on up. And, we, you know, we'll, yeah, you can, sit on the, you can sit on the fucking broadcast. I don't care. So as he's doing a call, it's just like a routine play-by-play call. But he'll always work in a way to, like, when, you, you know, if you have a, if you're a, uh, a broadcaster, you have this thing called a cough button where if you push down on the button, it kills the mic in case you have to clear a throat or cough and it doesn't come out on the air. He would have this uncanny ability to push the cough button so he could say lewd comments about women in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> so it would be like, uh, you, know, um, you know, Johnson hits the ground at first. Look at the tits on that chick, and he's out at first. <laughs> it's like that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, and you got a little, uh, you got a little something oh. here, uh, a little classy. It blends in with the uh, the flash logo, so the Cheese Whiz actually kind of accentuates oh, the lightning bolt there.
0: Um, do I like Bob Euchre a little bit more now, <laughs> guess, you know?
1: Yeah, you got to check out. Just look at look up Bob Euchre stories YouTube on yeah. It, 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 that's a rabbit hole you'll never want to come out of. Okay.
0: We are briefly going to talk about the Patriots. And I mean briefly. Um, I'll start, oh, did anything uh, newsworthy happen this week? I'll start with the good. Um, the, the quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens broke the single-season quarterback record for yards rushed by a quarterback in a season. Second-year kid, good for him. You know, he has rushed this season for, I think, like, 20 more yards than Tom Brady has in his career. And Tom Brady, after 18 years, broke the thousand yard barrier this year, and to which Julian Ellman said, Oh, he fell for it 333 times. Uh-huh. So this, this kid, you know, broke it. it's like 1,132 yards. He still got a couple games to go. Kids fry, probably MVP. Tom Brady didn't take that line down. And on Instagram challenged him to a 30-yard race. goes, I will race you a 30-yard race. It has to be on natural grass. And he has to wear rollerblades. <laughs> <laughs> you know? so, um, so that's the upside. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to – Nice, jovial story there. Now, we at the beginning of this year or the end of last year started having our countdown to hating Tom Brady. And that was based on – Last year during the playoffs, he releases the Tom versus Time. The absolute and a- opposite of what no I and team, putting team first. I mean he does a documentary about himself, uh, like what, four or five episodes, that started posting during the beginning of the playoffs. This is two years ago. Douchebag move all the way around. And then they don't win that Super Bowl. You know, it's like – yeah, we we'll have the storybook ending for you. Anyways, douchebag move. The whole TB12 cult of personality that is taking on a life of its own, that has caused a division between his trainer, Alex, and the Patriots, all that stuff. We're like, we know in five years we're going to be, you know, just go away, you know, type thing. I, I have a feeling. Hopefully not. But, you know... Uh, kind of like Kurt Schilling. Yeah, well, not no. I don't think he's going the Nazi route. Right. I don't think he's going uh, the Nazi route. Right, he's but young. he is. He is going the Scientology route. Well, his version of Scientology, yeah, anyways. Right, right, right. This past week, a not the not the New England Patriots, not game day operation. Nothing to do with Bill and Tom. But there's a documentary crew by Kraft Productions who was in Cincinnati. Doing some kind of documentary on their scouting staff or whatever. And I guess inappropriately, accidentally shot the sidelines of the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, it happens. I'm not. Well, look, there's nothing that they videotaped that the 80,000 people in the stands don't see or don't see on TV. It wasn't like they were in the locker room going through the playbook. It wasn't like they were going. But here's the thing. I'm not justifying it. I'm not making excuses. I'm not apologizing. I'm done with the bullshit for this team that I love, you know, almost more than anything. It's just too much. It just, it's just – it's the self-inflicted wounds that they keep bringing upon themselves that make it harder and harder to embrace the – you know, again, it's like the – The No Iron Team, the next man up, the just do your job thing that we've loved forever. No, now it's time versus Tom versus time. Last year, the Crafts had a sixteen part, um, half hour or fifteen minute thing in the package, the the radio, the three hour pregame show. They had a fifteen minute package. And it was all about Robert Kraft wanting to make sure that, hey, 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 it's not, is Tom more important than Belichick or is his success more Belichick than Brady? Is it 51 Brady, 49 Bill? Is it... 49 bill you know what I mean like Robert wants to make sure that everybody knows it's 33 33 33 you know and it's like and I might be the 33.4 and Bill's the 30 <laughs> I mean and and, and and that that really started grating on me in the last couple of years then then the, the the hand job in Florida and again I don't think it's a big deal I think it's bullshit but okay you know it, it was just Pat's fans were like thrown into this now defend this I got on the roof with a megaphone and I was screaming, we don't need Antonio Brown. There's no upside. You know, there. W- what we've seen the last couple years in, in Pittsburgh, if he's that great and Pittsburgh showed him the door. And if he's that great and Oakland, you know, who signed him for $30 million before he takes a first snap of a game was willing to throw him to the curb. And by getting on the rooftop, I mean, come to this podcast and say, we don't want him. We don't want him. We don't want him. He was here 11 days. It's been nothing but a nightmare ever since. It's been nothing but a nightmare ever since. And now, this. Now, yeah, the team's offense has problems. I mean, I don't want to say sucks, but they have the worst running game, they have the worst tight ends. Um, I think Tom is doing an amazing job. I I truly put him in the top ten quarterbacks in the league. I think almost any other quarterback, I think maybe there's three or four quarterbacks who would have this team, you know, at ten and three. I really think there's only a couple teams that would have them well at their ten and two now. Be careful, Sean. You know you Are they ten? Yeah, so we've got three games left. Right. Um I re- I really think he's under these circumstances is doing an amazing job. He's not falling off Joe, I'm just done with the bullshit. I just want to root for the team and not have all this drama. And and they used to not have drama. Now it seems like every aspect of this. And again, this wasn't. This wasn't. I, I don't think they lose a draft pick. I think literally, it was just a. a Almost an honest mistake, but it's hard. No one will give us the benefit of the doubt. I don't have the energy to argue with anybody giving benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm.
1: At least Goodell's waiting until the end of the season to even like look into it, right? Right. So I don't know. It's uh It's funny, you know. Speaking of Antonio Brown, it's funny. He's he's on this. He's on Twitter a lot. What? A lot. And I I saw somebody reply to his tweet this afternoon, and it's since been deleted. He go. In in one of the you know, dozens of tweets he had put out this afternoon, one of them was like, No more white women twenty twenty <laughs> right? That's
0: deleted. As right. of now, it's gone. And 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 I'll say, amen to that. No. But it's like what? Remember what like he he has these tweets where he's begging to get a job, begging to get a job. Apologize to Robert Kraft, and then within Ours is bringing up Robert Kraft like split play while getting hand on from Asian women. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, you 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 are burning your bridges as you're building them. <laughs> another another
1: tweet was responding to somebody. Somebody was criticizing him, and he quote tweeted it by saying, "He goes, um, my mom is a dyke, and my my daddy's. Uh, oh, what the fuck was it? God damn it." But yeah, he was like putting down his father, and his like, and, it's like um, um, and he's and he's 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 the golden boy, you know, fuck out of here, that kind of thing, and I think that's since been deleted. <laughs> he's a he's a character that Antonio Brown. I mean, it's
0: it's so beyond the call for help. I don't even know how to how to paraphrase. But I'm done with sports, hmm. and I'm not done with the Patriots. I'm gonna watch tomorrow. But dude, they two things. And you're gonna watch yesterday. I'm gonna watch yesterday. So much of the joy is being sucked out of it. And in a way I started to think it's like, oh, it's almost it's almost like it's almost like a favor. It's like I know when Brady leaves, we go back into the dark ages. I know, I just we know what's gonna be. And I've enjoyed every moment of this. Um it's gonna be easier to st- you know to walk away because it, it's this it's so fucking draining. It's it's every day. You know, it's not they signed somebody great or this person's coming off injury to serve or, you know, Sony Michelle is going to stop sucking. I mean, it's, it's drama, 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 and it's all self-inflicted wounds. You knew, you knew there was no upside. After Spygate, I don't know why any craft – you know, it's like if you want to send your scout to scout the next team and that's what teams do um, – don't let them bring in their cell phone into the stadium. It's like, I mean, You you are just – you can't be that fucking stupid. But no, nope, no, nope, they are. So, I mean, it's like I spent the week truly not listening to anything because I'm just so done with the drama.
1: Yeah. yeah you know, you are uh, – maybe it's just part of growing up.
0: Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, speaking of growing up, huh. video games. <laughs> Have you played anything this week? I have. Ooh,
1: do tell? Actually, it's a little bit of a retro thing. So there's this game on multiple platforms called Shovel Knight. It came out, God, five six years ago. I forget. Maybe it was yeah, about five years ago. And it came out on what was then the Wii U, and I think the uh, like the PS fo- the, yeah, the PS4 and uh, Xbox One or whatever, and Steam. But it's a retro-style game that it looks like a like a high-end Nintendo game, but you play as this knight in this medieval land, and you go from world to world, and it's like it's like this platformer, kind of like you know you jump from you're jumping around, uh, attacking enemies, collecting gold, and there's a storyline. It's really well done. The music's great. Actually, um, my son Connor did a remix and posted it on YouTube, and then that company. Uh, The the developer, Yacht Games, saw it and they retweeted it as part of the Twitter feed. But that was like a while back. I'm going to mention it here on the podcast. And that was like a fun thing. So the original game came out four years ago. But every year they've added like a new chapter to the game. And it was part of a thing called the Treasure Trove. So it was like a pack of DLC that you would just get for free if you bought in at the beginning. So they've released, like, the second one was called uh, Specter Knight. The third one was called, uh, uh, like, uh, what the hell was it? Plague Knight. And now this one is called King of Cards. And it just came out. But it, I have it on the Wii U. So luckily I still have the Wii U hooked up.
0: So, I had to go to the Wii U luckily or just smart planning. I just haven't I just never disconnected it like so so, wait, wait, wait. do you have to unplug the cube <laughs> to put
1: this in and I have, no I didn't do anything. It was already there, so yeah, I just sort of you know blew on it uh lucky it, and I had to go to the eShop and download it, download the uh the new d l c and I played you know a little bit of that this weekend or uh you know Friday night or whatever it was. So yeah, I'm playing King of Cards for several night for the Wii U, not for the Switch, not for the Xbox One X, not for the PlayStation Four. Um, yeah, that's what I got.
0: Are, are you listening to Rosemary Clooney songs? <laughs> Just to stay current, <laughs> I should. Okay. Um, we are on week nine. No games except I am still playing that stupid Homescape game to the point where I think. I'm just going to da- uh, delete that in Tetris. Like, I just, you know, not that I played that much, but it's like, yeah, I should not be, you know, getting sucked into any of these things. I think that's kind of cheating the, you know, the PS4 still isn't in the house, and, you know, our little guy is still on, uh, still, you know, still going through the program for his, uh, his, his love of games. So 28 days, it's 28 weeks? Something like that, <laughs> yeah. Um... But, but yeah, so, so nothing for me, I, you know, again, I'm, uh, uh, I know nothing about Resident Evil three that's coming out, except, uh, I, I do want it. (laughs) I, I do want to play it and maybe I'll have to, you know, just, I got to go over to Joe's (laughs) for a couple days, help, help with some, some, some stuff right over there, um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so I'll have to figure out how I work that out.
1: Um, Maybe they'll have it at the arcade down the street. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, Remember uh, we used to go to an
0: arcade. Oh, loved them. Yeah. Loved them. You know, one quarter at a time. <laughs> 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 um, what, between your, your gaming and your, your, your Christmas shopping. Uh, I didn't say I was doing Christmas shopping. Shoplifting. Sorry. I, I forgot that. Um and Mandalorian, you watching anything else? Anything else happening? Uh, still
1: making my way in the world today. That takes everything you got. <laughs> and I'm watching Cheers. Oh. Uh, I'm, on, I'm still on season 10. Uh, Rebecca and Sam are trying to make a baby. Oh. And um, in, a, in a loveless relationship. And they're, you know, they're having their doubts. Are oh, they married? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> See what? <when, and> I, <laughs> I,
0: I'm not a loveless. You know, hey you know, Difference between your wife and a job, but job yeah, still sucks after four years <laughs> or, or, or three days. I'm not sure the math on that. Uh. Anyways, um, what else am I watching? That's a,
1: you know, I'm just. Uh, oh, I, I did watch the um, Marriage Story. It uh, stars uh, Kylo Ren and Black Widow. I heard it's good. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 good. It's like, but it's also like the the the, the criticism it gets from like really hip people on Twitter that I follow are just like, you know, white people with problems. And there's a ton of memes with the fight that they have in, in, uh, Adam driver's apartment. Um, but it's, 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 although the, the, during the big fight scene that like everybody sort of memes about, there's a part at the end when Adam driver, like really lays into Scarlett Johansson and really lets her have it. And, um, Turns like beat red and you know wishing the worst on her at the end of that, I laughed out loud. I just had to laugh out loud because what he says to her it's not outrageous it's not like shocking or great writing or anything like that. just i don't know something about it just made me laugh like I, I, maybe it was just a, a release of tension, but um yeah, I don't know he, you know he plays Adam driver plays a New York uh theater company director. Who's just about to make it to Broadway with his show? You know, it's one of these, he runs like a company that he's put all of his heart and soul into. And uh, Scarlett Johansson was like, she was like, um, you know, like the hot chick in like college comedies, you know, like where she, like, she has a big scene where like she flashed her boobs at like a house party in a movie, that kind of thing. And then when they got married and, you know, they moved to New York and she decided to take a backseat. You know, her career kind of took a backseat, and they kind of she poured everything that she had into their History, theater man. company. Yeah, so it's a, you know, and then but it's basically about divorce. Ray Liotta is one of the lawyers. Alan Alda is a lawyer in there. Uh, Laura Dern, another Star Wars alum, is in um, is uh, is plays Scarlett Johansson's lawyer. Um, it's you know, it's fine. It's a it's a it's a nice piece. It's funny. The kid is really good too. Like their son, I like the way he he plays this sort of like you know "Mm, I don't want to do anything kind of kid. Like and he and he plays it so well and naturally. It's just like is he acting or did he just get like a petulant kid? But um, yeah, I liked it. You know, it's got to be it. I can dance to it.
0: I um, we we've talked about this before. Disney Plus I get for free Mm because I have Verizon, so I'm not paying for that. Um, But we are paying for Netflix. We are paying for Amazon Prime. Um, I think a friend of ours signed into Hulu, and that's why we have it when they were here, and I don't know. Mm. You're paying for cable. I'm not paying for anything else. That said, you can't turn on Apple TV without Apple TV Plus ad coming out for this thing called Morning Show. And then it's like, oh, episode one for free. I'm like, well, fine, I'll watch it. The preview looked okay. And it's one of those things where Ryan Reynolds new movie is on Netflix. You know, Adam Sandler's movies come out, you know, on Netflix. I mean, big people's names, same thing. You know, you you go to Amazon Prime and stuff like that and they have huge properties like I mean, where the, the endless money for these? I I don't think there's like a studio audience member it's the, it's called morning show and it's about, you know, it's either it's a, it's a it's today a show. show. It's a you know, there's not a person driving in a cab behind them in the background who isn't a known actor. Like, everybody's in it. Um, and it's Jennifer Anderson is the lead. And um, Steve, Steve Carell like
1: the, the, he's like the Matt Lauer.
0: It, it, right. And I didn't, know, I didn't know much about it. And I, so I watched the first episode and I'm like, oh, well, eventually this will be on another platform and I'll <laughs> see it. But I did watch the first one and it's exact. it's harsh. It's really harsh. You know, it's great. Mm hmm. But it is real, and it's funny because the show opens, you, 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 so you know it's a Matt Lauer story. Yeah, she finds out Jennifer Anderson as she gets to the studio at like three thirty in the morning to go on at six a.m. That her on here on air co-host, or you know her her on air husband, as she referred to him for fifteen years, she didn't even know there was an investigation and stuff like that. So, um, and then at the same time, the you know one of the backstories is like here is this younger reporter who's. In the middle of nowhere, like a local news station and stuff like that, who almost had a promising career, but then had a huge setback and kind of make her way, doesn't know she's kind of on air. She's going to, um, uh, she's going to, um, a coal mine protest, like, and, and, you know, get, literally gets into a physical altercation with, you know, a, a pro coal person that she, um, That she literally, it's a great scene, you know, basically beats the shit out of him verbally after he physically assaulted somebody. And that, you know, I see that the same week, this ass slapping thing comes out and it's like, so it's interesting. But, uh, you know, uh, you can't really say I'm recommending it because I'm not going to watch the rest of the series for any time. I'm also, um, you know, not watching yet the Watchmen, but I hear like, that's amazing. Have you watched, were you on that?
1: Uh, I, I don't watch the Watchmen. Well, who's watching The Watchmen? Right. Well, you know what? It should be you. And I, I, I after this, I have to I have to hook you up with my HBO password because I mean I'm not the watch- password is right. <laughs> it's the password is password, dummy, capital P. You know I have got to throw off the uh, Ukrainian hackers out there. But um, yeah, no, I haven't been watching Watchmen. Uh, I haven't been watching a lot of HBO. I you know I, I subscribe to HBO. HBO itself is on my package is twenty dollars a month. Yeah. What an what asshole. What the hell is on it? I mean, there's like 60, you know, versions of HBO. Like, you have like 10 HBO channels. But you also get HBO Go, which is the on-demand app, which is great. But, you know, again, it's just like, it's a it's a very old-fashioned way of approaching television. It's, like, it's part of my cable package. But I'm paying $20 a month for it. But I wanted to watch, like, you know, I like watching John Oliver. Although you can watch the best John Oliver clips for free on YouTube, really? like, uh, the next day. But I don't know. It's dude, We're creatures but of habit. But you can't
0: tweet out about it in real time. Right. <laughs> Neither do we
1: because we watch it on delay. <laughs> so we suck. Oh, uh, God. Anyway, you know, just take my
0: money. I'm a fool. Um, parenting tip. Holidays. You got to have something, some goal, something you've been working on. You know, parenting tip I would say is, um,
1: you know, tell your kids that uh, that they better watch out and they better not cry or I'll give them something to cry about. <laughs> Uh, better not
0: pout. Did you ever get that? Did you ever get a? I'll give you something to cry oh, about. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Maybe. Did I? Your sister is mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I don't know. I I I, I, know. I kind of blocked out my childhood. <laughs> I, I all I remember from my childhood is my interactions with the television. Well,
0: yeah. Yeah. Good times. Yes. Temporary layoffs. Good times. <laughs> Easy credit ripoffs. Um. You? Well, I'm a little conflicted of which. Golden nugget of parenting tip I should throw out this week. I had to, and and you, you might have seen I put it on Twitter. I begged Conan O'Brien and Andy Richter to please air the Christmas special that they did all those years ago with the uninspired kids choir because one of my kids, like junior high, had their their formal and he's not in the band or anything because uh, he just started there. But to support like his little friends, we went. Dude, it was painful. It was awful. Like it. It was so bad. <laughs> um, How bad was it? No, it's like well, the the they have the whole ensemble band up there, and it's from fifth grade to eighth grade, and the you know the failed conductor. It's like, dude, you're conducting this. It's like, look, I'm a sympathetic loser in a back bedroom at our house with uh, a a fallen part drop ceiling, yelling at you <laughs> about blowness. I'm very aware when I'm putting other people down, but I'm like, he's like, well, the first song is going to be, you know, for the younger musicians and they're still kind of learning to hold their instruments type thing. It's like, then why are we here? Like, like I, I get it's free and you get what you pay for, but my parenting tip is be honest with your kids. And I told them if you join a school play or one of these things, and this is what it's going to be, I'm not coming. Like, like this is embarrassing. I'm embarrassed for these kids. <laughs> I'm embarrassed for their grandparents. I mean, the... the, the I want you to sing like professional stingers. <laughs> I mean, I don't expect that, but it's like... But that's like the... Th- <laughs> so he explained, oh, we're working on this song, blah, blah, blah. It took two minutes, and it was... It's not like three blind mice, so, but, you know, it's like hot cross buns or whatever, yeah. you know, that is. They played two bars of it. Like... Was if it it, was like, there was a
1: second verse, like like
0: well, yeah, well, they played oh, like, you know. yeah. right. Dan, it, it was a 10-second clip.
1: Dan. It's like
0: you explained it for two minutes for this 10 seconds. And it wasn't a great 10 seconds. It wasn't like prom night great 10 seconds. It was ear-piercing screeching. It's like, oh my God. It how do your parents love you enough to be here? And and so I was, you know, honest with you know my boys, because honesty is important. And I'm like, if you suck at something this bad, I'm out like like I'm not coming, and I have to and, and again again your 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 son is your piano teacher, and oops i i i i I know we always talk about it, and it's great it's why, the, why you know this, this makes it a win win for everybody um and they've progressed but but they're not my meal ticket out of this hellhole. I don't expect them to be playing at Carnegie Hall, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, I I don't. I just want them to, you know, kind of but but there's a difference between that and this crap fest. And then the chorus came out and no kid wanted to be on that stage. Even you know when they were singing like, you know, the girls would come down, the two at a time would do a solo in the chorus and they had like four or five songs. Each one looked more miserable than the next, and it's like, oh my God, if you don't want to be here, think how we feel. Um, I mean, it's simply
1: like the, like the uh, the, the, the Simpsons episode where, <laughs> well, you know, we have, it's the, the the President's Day uh, play right. where um, you know we're, and now we conclude tonight's festivities, woo, with a <laughs> thorough retelling of George Washington's life. Dope.
0: And and I bring up Conan because he had the Christmas special with the uninspired kids choir, right. and it's always been one of my favorites. And I will never not. I think, think they, that. I don't think they can air it because of the music rights. I think. Oh, is that what <laughs> mean? You know, and, and that was the same Christmas special they had the lighting of the Um <laughs> uh, You know, speaking of Abe Virgoda again, because again, finger on the balls. And and so you know, but I, but I wasn't sure if that should be my. Parenting tip, or where I have two boys, and I want to raise you know respectful men, I want them to be, you know, cut from a certain kind of like nobility, so to speak. Um, so I think my parenting tip is if you have sons, raise them to understand slapping a female reporter's ass on a live news feed. It's a no-go. Right. Like, if, like, if you're like, going like, to slap anybody, do make it the cameraman. Make it the cameraman. Right. You know, uh, or, um, or, or just, you know, maybe wait for the camera or something. No, but I mean, yeah. it's like, I mean, I don't think the bar, you know, uh, is, is that high anyways. But mm-hmm. so that, that's, that's my parenting tip. and and the last thing I wanted to say is like you know I was trying to pick a song to go out on a Christmas song uh,
1: that makes it for me difficult to download
0: because it blocks. the uh, uh, I'll, I'll figure I'll it out. iTunes. Um, uh, I'll pay the buck oh nine or buck ninety nine on iTunes for uh for the Jackson Five. I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. Now
1: it's it's pre uh it's pre Michael Jackson solo career, so
0: he's not canceled. Right, right. That's that. That's where you know. I mean. He was the victim at the time. But then I'm thinking, here's Michael Jackson saying, I saw, you know, Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. He's singing about Joe Jackson. It's like, I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus, and then Santa Claus beat Tito in front of me. I think that's that's the verse that I like to hear.
1: You know what? I'll get to writing it. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think we got something there. Well, uh, Jacques took his headphones off, so that means he's done. That means 20 minutes more of me yapping into this microphone trying to close this deal. Uh, What's it going to take for me to get you to buy a podcast? Let me see. Well, um, we may not do a podcast next week because our schedules are kind of weird. And, uh, you know, we don't live right next door to each other. We're not like, you know, friend Barney on the Flintstones as much as we want to. Uh, I just can't get it to get it to to, to put a down payment on the house, even in Lowell. Even in Lowell! (laughs) <laughs>
0: and this backhanded compliment was brought to you by. <laughs> no, no, not your house. I mean, the other houses. The uh, other shitholes in this dump. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Don't forget to turn off the space heater. So <laughs> um, but yeah, if we don't, um, for some reason, get together by next week to do a Christmas episode, uh, Merry Christmas, Jacques. Merry Christmas, Joe. Uh, Merry Christmas, you uh, wonderful old building and loan you. Merry Christmas, Emporium. Uh, I'm going to jail, isn't it wonderful? Oh, boy, I wish I was going to jail. <laughs> Give me something, something to do. Um, that's it. Uh, so, uh, I don't know. How do you end these things? Oh, I guess you say Merry Christmas, uh, Happy New Year. I don't know. Who knows if we're going to get together at the, until you know January or whatever. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. And you will have to wait and see. But you, you have things to do over there, and Biff, I'm sure you have <laughs> lots of things to do between now and uh, January first. So um, that's enough. Don't forget.